Grab your Bibles and turn to the book of Psalms 107. I will not be long tonight, but I feel like I have a word for this church, this congregation of many churches. I want to thank again, brother and sister Urshan, for just being so hospitable to us, and brother and sister Feld, and what a wonderful, wonderful people they are. I'm so glad to get to know them even better, and all the ministers that are here tonight and all the men of God have spoken and they have encouraged me sword and all the praise team the musicians and my God you can play the saxophone I play the saxophone myself well actually I shouldn't call it I play it he plays it I mess with it he plays that saxophone my God have mercy Psalms 107 verse number uh, 21 and the Bible says, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Does anyone know that God is good? And for his wonderful works to the children of men. And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving. And declare his works with rejoicing. I'm so glad that we're not part of a dead church tonight. I'm so glad when service began tonight, there was people rejoicing and clapping and and I think I've seen a few people dancing and shouting. And declare his works with rejoicing. Hey, if the world is going to rejoice over sporting events, if they're going to get excited tomorrow or Sunday when someone scores a touchdown, the least that we can do is praise God for what he's done, what he's doing, and what he is going to do. Amen. This world does not want to dry mediocre, run-of-the-mill, status quo worship service. What this world needs when they walk into the back of a sanctuary is they need to feel the presence of God from the moment they walk in. Hallelujah! They that go down to the sea in ships, that do business, everyone say that do business, that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Let's read 23 and 24 again. They that go down to the sea in ships and do business in great waters, these, there are these, there's some that's not going to see God's works. There's some that's not going to see the fullness of his majesty. There's some that won't ever experience the miracles, the signs, and the wonders that God has because they're in the wrong location. But these that go down to the sea in ships and do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. I simply want to preach on this subject tonight. Let's go to the deep. Let's go to the deep. Let's go to the deep. I don't want to have shallow praise tonight. I want to have deep praise. <laughs> I don't want to have shallow rejoicing tonight, but I want to have some deep rejoicing tonight. I don't want to have a shallow move of God tonight. I want to have a deep move of God tonight where anybody, any place, any time can be moved by the power of God Almighty. Let's go to the deep. Now, before you're seated, why don't you just go ahead and give God a deep praise? 
I think we can go a little deeper. Let's give him a deep praise. I need some men to shout with a voice of triumph in this house. I need some lady to shout hallelujah in this house. I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this place. Hallelujah. I think there's some folks in this house that are not content with the position that they're in right now. I I believe that there's some folks in this house that are not satisfied with where they're at right now. I believe there's some people here that want to go to the deep places of God. We're not satisfied with partial revelation or partial manifestation. We want to see the Shekinah glory of God in this house. Hallelujah. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. The sea has always been a great mystery. It's wonders in the deep. In old times it was said that the sea or the earth rather was flat and when you went out into the sea that you would get so far and then you would simply fall off the face of the earth because the sea would fall off there there was mysteries and there was uh, stories in Greek mythology that when you ventured into the sea that if you went too far that you would be met by by monsters and sea creatures that would simply fall or uh, swallow you up and spit you out and And this uh, morning while I was talking to Pastor Urshan, he was talking about how he relaxes and goes out in the sea and, and that relaxes him when he goes out in a boat and fishing. Well, it does not relax me even in the least bit because I have a fear of the sea. You see, when I was 11 years old or 12 years old, I... I went to a nice lake with my cousin, and I couldn't swim, and I never really had the desire to learn to swim. But he begged me to get out in the water and enter into a inner tube and just relax. And so I said, I'm going to go ahead and get in this inner tube, and I'm going to relax. I'm not going to be a chicken. Well, relax, I did. I began to sleep, and he began to sleep. Then sooner rather than later... I woke up and noticed that I was past the point of return. I was past all of those things that said, do not go any further than this. There are undertoes here. There are things that will swallow you up and spit you out. And so I did like many of you would do. I decided in my frantic uh, and panic that I would just jump in. 
I woke up. I was sleepy. I was scared. And I thought the way to solve my problem was just be to jump in. And I remember as I jumped into that water, I really woke up. I remember going straight down. I stood on the bottom. The water was over me. And I said, I'm going to die. I have no ability. I have no way to know how to swim. I've never tried to swim. I don't want to learn how to swim. I like the land. And then pretty soon something in my mind said, baby, if you don't swim right now, you're going to die. And I said, well, I don't know how to swim. And then I imagined somebody that was swimming. And I thought, well, I remember they do this, and they kick their feet, and they do all that kind of stuff. And, and I said, I'm going to have to give this a go right now. And about, I don't know how many minutes later, I made it to the shore swimming like a pro. You put me in a swimming pool right now, I don't know how to swim. You throw me in a lake, it ain't going to be the gators that get to me. It's going to be, uh, I'm going to drown. They'll get to me after I'm dead. But that moment when I made it back to the shore, I realized that it was the help of Almighty God because when I was under that water, I began to call upon the Lord, Lord, I don't want to die here. You've called me to preach at 11. You reaffirm my call at 14. I want to make it. Don't, don't let me die in this deep sea. Don't let me die underneath all of this current. Don't let me die under this ocean. Don't let me die under this deep lake. Lord, you're going to have to help me. I made it to that shore, and I'm preaching to you today that when we go to the deep places of God Almighty, although they may be scary, although it may hurt ourselves, or, or maybe we might be a little uh, scared to venture out and do the great things of God. I'm here to tell you, when you get to the deep places of God Almighty, He will be there and He will help you. We live in a day and age where people are becoming less spiritual. They're becoming less deep. Church is more just like a program than anything else. It's a place where you go to, to, to uh, um, uh, water your relationships and to have a fellowship. It's a place where you go just to meet and greet friends. And it's a place where you go, in many cases, just to hear a good word from your preacher that's going to help you be a better individual in the business world. I'm here to tell you today what this world needs is they need a church that's 100% spiritual I sat down with a preacher three weeks ago and he says listen you know you know that group of people that older group of people in every church that always likes to spiritualize everything and he was saying it like it was cute or like it was, it was just a cute little thing. You know, they like to spiritualize everything. They pray about the car they buy. They, they pray about the house they buy. They pray about this and they pray about that. They pray about where they should go that morning to buy groceries. And, and they pray about what they should do. And, and they pray about where they should go and, and what they should say. And they pray about who they should call on the phone and encourage. And I said to that preacher, looking in his eyes, I said, What in the world is wrong with people that spiritualize everything? When you
you spiritualize things, what you're saying is, I can't do this in and of myself. I need to connect to the thing that is spiritual. I need to connect to the thing that's infinite and not finite. I I can't do this on my own. I, I may not be able to grow a church on my own. I may not be able to even live for God on my own. I've got to connect to the spiritual being, and that is Jesus Christ. We don't need any spiritual or less spiritual people, I should say. We need people that spiritualize everything. When you get up in the morning, Lord, lead me. When you go to bed at night, Lord, lead me. When you go to the uh, lunch, Lord, lead me. Take me to the place you want me to go. When we come into the house of God, Lord, lead me. Whatever you want me to say, whatever you want me to do, Lord, lead me. I'm not smart enough to do this thing on my own. I need the Lord God Almighty to speak in my life and say, Phil Lindris, you go to that store today. You're going to talk to somebody. You're going to invite somebody to the house of God. I need God. Young people, we don't need any less spiritual young people. And by the way, we don't need any more young people that are trying to get closer to the world. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost right here, and I'm just going to stay here for a moment. We don't need you to take one little step towards the world. Because when you take one little step towards the world, you're taking a gigantic step away from God. We don't need to look like the world. We don't need to look like... And listen, I'm not just saying this to get an amen. I feel like there's something in this house that's trying to get a young person, that's trying to get a young man, that's trying to snare a young lady. You have nothing. You have... The world has nothing that you need. What you need is to become a spiritual individual. I don't care what Angelina Jolie is doing. I don't care what Halle Berry is doing. I don't care. The religion that they serve is a humanistic religion. It's a religion that puts the emphasis on the human being. That when we come together, that we can solve our problems. Folks, if we come together, we will create chaos like Satan has created chaos. But folks, when we get together in one mind, the Bible says, in one accord, in one place where the Spirit of God is flowing, I'm here to tell you there will be a rushing a rushing a rushing mighty wind somebody ought to give God praise for that the Bible says in Acts chapter 2 that 3,000 souls were added to the church I've heard of revivals all throughout the early 19th century. Her great, wonderful revivals where hundreds, yea, even thousands of souls came to the kingdom of God. And in every revival, there was one common denominator. And that common denominator was that the people in the revival had an unquenchable hunger and thirst for spirituality. They had an unquenchable thirst for a move of God's spirit. They didn't care about the song service. Matter of fact, a lot of them couldn't even play. It was don't, 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 They met in an old funeral parlor. 
They sat on benches with sawdust and hay everywhere in the face. They didn't care about how the building looked because they weren't there for the building. (laughs) They didn't care how the music sounded because they weren't there for the music. All they cared about was the presence of God Almighty that they would feel. And I'm here tonight in Belglade in 2011 and I make a statement tonight that I think all of us will agree with. All I care about tonight is the presence of Almighty God. You can have your fancy houses. You can keep the rich and extravagant cars. You can keep the fame and the fortune, but just give me Jesus. Just give me Jesus. I don't mean to spiritualize anything tonight, but I do mean to spiritualize everything tonight. I just have this feeling, Pastor Hopper, That if we, the end time church, if we come together like never before, in prayer and in fasting, and this is what I'm preaching to my church, it's not a conference message, it's nothing deep. But just forget about the deep conference message for a moment here. If we don't get this, those those things don't even matter to us. If we come together, young men, and we come together, young ladies, in one mind and one accord like the day of Pentecost, all these books about how to grow churches and do this and do that and we're skipping the day of Pentecost move of God I don't need to read any of those books until we get in one mind and one accord and in one place but if 3,000 souls were added to the kingdom of God on the day of Pentecost there is absolutely no reason there is absolutely no reason if this church and churches represented come together in one mind, in one accord, in one place and seek after God like they have never seeked after God. There is absolutely no reason why we couldn't see 3,000 souls in one day. For the Bible says, greater things than these shall ye do. I'm here to tell somebody today that we serve the same God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If 3,000 souls were added on the day of Pentecost, there's no reason why 3,000 souls can't be added today. There is absolutely no reason why it can't happen. There is no reason why we can't have an Acts chapter 3 move of God. The lame man by the great gate, silver and gold have I none but such as I have. Oh, they spiritualized it. Those cute little folks, they spiritualized it. All he wanted was a little bit of money, so he'd go get some grub for that day. But they spiritualized his need. They, they noticed his need was greater than just some monetary gain. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. I don't have the monetary. You don't even need the monetary. But what you need is the spiritual experience. <laughs> But such as I have give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up. The Bible says he rose to his feet. He was dancing and leaping and running all the way into the tabernacle because there was a man of God that knew, hey, I've got an opportunity to spiritualize something for somebody that's sitting by the gate. He understood this. That if God is a healer, if God can walk on the water, if the Lord Jesus Christ rose again from the grave and he ascended into heaven and prepared a place for us, they were not scared to put the Lord on the spot. I have decided in 2011 that I am going to step out on a limb of faith and I am going to put the Lord on the spot. I'm here to tell you what we need today is we need a move of God so large and so big that no one in this world can mistake it for a great preacher doing it or a great church doing it. We need a move of God so big that everyone in this world will understand and realize that it was God that did it. You can keep shallow Christianity. You can keep partial commitment. We need to quit doing business at the banks of of conformity as well. We need to quit doing business at the banks of partial and mediocre commitment to God. We need to quit doing business at the banks of partial obedience. And we need to delve. We need to dive. We need to do whatever it takes to get into the deep waters of obedience, the deep waters of praise, the deep waters of commitment, the deep waters of sacrifice. The problem with Christianity today is they don't want to commit to anything. The problem with young preachers today is they don't want to commit to anything. At least in my town, they want to be called bishop and they want to have 35 bodyguards that go with them everywhere they go to preach. They want the Lincoln Town Car or the big old Cadillac and get out of the car and everyone surround them and, and get to the pulpit and I don't know what you call it here, but they call it hooping. And God said, that, Anybody know what I'm talking about? And after service, they get done and say, baby, you preached a good message tonight, baby. You preached a good message. Well, how many people were filled with the Holy Ghost? Zero. How many people were healed tonight? Zero. Okay. Um, how many people recommitted their lives to God tonight? Zero. How many people repented tonight? Uh, it was a good message. He told me I'm blessed and highly favored on top and right. He said I was going to get a financial breakthrough this year in 2011. He said that 2011 means uh, you add them all together and that's four. And four is the number of blessing and, and this, 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 and that. That's a bunch of garbage. I don't care what Jake's is saying. I don't care what Jones is saying. I don't care what what this one's saying and that one's saying on the TV. And I don't care. I know what the key to success is. And it's very simple. It's called J-E-S-U-S. And whatever I've got to do, I've got to get to him. I don't need a 
preacher with 35 bodyguards and telling me that I'm blessed. I already know I'm blessed. I'm guaranteed to be blessed. I'm in the word of God. I serve a God that will never leave me. He will never forsake me. I serve the Alpha and Omega God. I serve a God that's still a healer today. He's still a deliverer today. It's a very simple message tonight. But let me tell you, young man of God, that you feel a calling on your life. And you wonder if you'll ever have the ability to speak like a brother Urshan. You wonder if you'll ever have the anointing of God on you like, like you see great men of God behind the pulpit. I'm speaking to somebody that's called of God tonight. And you're questioning your call. And you're insecure. I'm going to tell you, sir, the key to your success the key to your success is to get as close to Jesus Christ as you possibly can. <laughs> young lady, young lady, young lady, God has not forgot about you. You don't have to try to look like this lady. You don't have to try to look like this woman that goes to that church or that preacher's wife over there. You just need to be yourself. But yourself had better be after God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Oldest saint of God, eldest saint of God, anyone in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s that's under the sound of my voice tonight, what it's going to take in these last days is for you to lead like you have never led before. It's going to take, listen, you diving into the deep like you have never dived into the deep before. Let me tell you, this church is a lot like my church. And when I look at this church, I see a bunch of young people. And in a church where there's a bunch of young people, it is the job and the responsibility for the elders church members, the elder saints of God, no matter how old you are, no matter how tired you may feel, to lead the way. You should make these young people work to outpraise you on Sunday. You ought to make these young people work to outshout you on Sunday. get excited folks when I see young people running but I get excited when I see some great hair saints of God get out of the pew and start dancing under the inspiration of God Almighty I get a little excited when I see them leaping for joy and shouting there's nobody like Jesus there is nobody like Jesus I was preaching in a church just a few weeks ago, and it was a denominal church. Um, I went there because I felt the Holy Ghost lead me to go there, and, and they uh, had testimony service. And uh, they, they asked all these people to stand up, and, and people stood up and said, Pray God, bless God, I just want to thank God, because he woke me up this morning. All right, we're good. And then there was a seven-year-old boy 
probably not even seven, six years old. About the size of you. Could you stand up for me? Yeah. Yeah, he's about the size of you. And with a loud voice, he said, if it ain't about Jesus, it ain't about nothing. I was over there sitting down. I said, I I know what I'm preaching Sunday at my church. If it ain't about Jesus, it ain't about nothing. You can call me a spiritual freak, but I just believe if it ain't about Jesus, then it really ain't about nothing. I don't care what they're wearing. I don't care what they're doing. If it ain't about Jesus... Well, it ain't about nothing. I'm consumed with soul winning. I'm consumed with prayer. I'm consumed with fasting. I'm consumed about getting to the deep places of God. They that go down to the sea and ships and do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders. Everyone say wonders. And his wonders. And his wonders in the deep. Let me tell you, there is not a word in the English vocabulary that can describe the size of our God. We understand that Jesus Christ is the fullness of the Godhead. We understand Colossians 2 and 9 that the fullness of the Godhead dwelleth in him bodily. We understand that he is Jesus We understand that he is Prince of Peace and King of Kings and Lord of Lords and Bright and Morning Star. We understand that he's Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom. But let me just tell you something. We have not scratched even the surface of the totality and the wonders of what God really is. We cannot even begin really to even imagine with our finite minds how great and how big and how wondrous our God is but I will say this with a loud voice tonight that in the last days saith the Lord I will pour out my spirit upon all upon all flesh we have not even scratched the surface of revival and harvest in the last days we are going to see some wonders but we've got to get into the deep So it was in Luke chapter 5 that they tossed and toiled and they fished all night. But I'm not catching anything. So let's go ahead and go back to the shore. We didn't catch any fish. Let's go back to the shore. And, and Jesus made an appearance right about the time they got back to the shore. And, and they said, boys, I, 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 now this is the Phil Endress edition. It will be available for sale in just a couple years. Boys, I want you to go back into the sea. And I want you to cast down your nets for a drought. But, but Master, we have toiled all night and, and we have caught nothing. We, we haven't even caught a little bluegill. We've been there. We've done that. We have our, our bass tracker there. There is no fish under that sea. There is, there is nothing there, God. Launch out into the deep. And cast down your nets for a drought. And, and one person, one man made the statement that is a statement that will guarantee success in your life. They said, nevertheless, at thy word. Nevertheless, at thy word. They got in the boat. And I could just imagine. Boys, we're, he, he's 
God, and he's good. He's never let us down. Probably won't even catch anything, but he says we are, and so we're just going to obey him. Nevertheless, that's thy word. And so they let down the nets, and when they bring the nets up, the nets began to break because there were so many fish in the net. Just an hour ago, I wasn't catching anything here. Just an hour ago, I wasn't catching any fish in Lake Placid. And now I'm, I'm depressed about it. I'm discouraged about it. But the Lord's saying, launch out in the deep. Cast down your nets for a drink. Fort Myers, the Oglade, brother, what city are you in? Arcadia. Launch out into the deep, Arcadia. You've been through absolute hell this past year. Launch out into the deep. Don't get weary in well doing. Launch out into the deep. There's wonders in the deep, there's miracles in the deep, there's wonders in the deep, there's signs in the deep. Don't be afraid, my brother. Don't be afraid, my sister. Launch out into the deep. Lake Placid, you can have revival. Arcadia, you can have revival. Belle Glade, revival, revival, revival. Fort Myers, revival, revival, revival. There is absolutely no reason why these four churches can't be the biggest four churches in their city. It seems like I hear the Lord tonight just say, launch out into the deep again. I feel faith building in this house tonight. I wonder if there's anybody here that needs a healing in your body. Raise your hands. You need a healing in your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some needs in this house. I'm here to tell you. And I don't speak this as a faith preacher tonight, but I am a faith preacher. I'm preaching that God can do anything, anytime, in any place. Does anybody want to go into the deep places tonight? Is there anybody that's not satisfied with where you're currently at? There's just a few of you. Are you really satisfied or are you not satisfied? Does anybody want to go into the deep places tonight? I think it would be great by the time you had that Belglade church all done and beautified and all of that great stuff that you were too big. Even for the building. Oh, God have mercy. I don't want that problem because then we'd have to go find another building and it's all in God's control. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. <laughs> Let's go into the deep. Why don't you stand to your feet right now? And why don't you give God the loudest praise that you've given him tonight? If you believe that God can and God will do it, give him praise. Come on, young man, give God praise. Come on, young lady, give him praise. Now, 
for those of you that this may be the first time in a church service. This may be your first time in an apostolic service. What you are feeling here tonight is not hype. It is not emotionalism. These people right here have come in contact with the the greatest thing in the world, and that is Jesus Christ. (laughs) And you do not have to leave the same way that you walked in. You don't have to leave down and depressed and tormented by all types of devils. You can come to this altar tonight and God can fill you with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And I promise you, young lady, I promise you, man, you will never be the same again. You will be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Come on, give them praise. We can work it out. We can work it out. Listen to me. Listen to me. I want you to find somebody right now if it's appropriate. Find a woman. Woman, find a woman. Man, find a man. Come on, get somebody. We're going to the deep places tonight. When I count to three, they're going to begin to sing again. But when I count to three, I want you to praise God like you've never praised God before. Are you ready? One, 
two, three, give a praise. Jesus will work it out. 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 Go ahead. Jesus will work it out. 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 Jesus will work it out.
Didn't you work it out? 
Didn't he didn't he work now? 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 Why are you trying to figure it out? You already worked it out. Why are you trying to figure it out?
You're the Lord of the nation. You are. You're the light. You're the hope. You're the
Let's lift our hands to heaven and worship him one last time.